With this podcast, we will provide you with conversations about all things wellness, personal growth and development, as well as nutrition guidance and stories based on our own experience as we move through transitions in our life. So tune in for the next episode. Welcome back to Don't Fuck It Up, The Art of Wellness with Sabina and Jamie. This is episode number two, and today we will talk about mental health in honor of the Mental Health Awareness Month. The reality is that each year millions of people suffer from mental health conditions, but mental illness affects everyone directly or indirectly through family, friends, and co-workers. Because of that, it is so important to practice self-love, self-care, and know that you are not alone. Today, we invited our friend Jamie Ann for a chat with us to tell us more about mental health and how we can all practice a little bit more self-love with the season changing. Jamie Ann is a medicine woman and resides in Western Australia. She lived in a jungle where she studied wildlife and plant medicine, and she works as a mentor and guide and empowers you to feel the magic of the earth. Okay, well, we are focusing on mental health this month in the U.S. October is known for mental health awareness, and so wanted to have Jamie Ann on to talk through different ways to protect our energy and also have that self-awareness when we are not in our best headspace or we're feeling in a great headspace and want to identify what we can do to continue that piece. So something that Jamie Ann and I have talked about is the different facets that can be a part of how we're feeling on any given day, whether it's our individual pieces. So how work is going, how family life is going, did we get enough sleep? Are we fueling our bodies with beautiful foods or are we crunched for time? And so we're doing takeout and then also the season. So it's a big time here in the United States where October is really the changing of the guard from fall to start to really cruise into winter. And typically winter is where we think of hunkering down, hibernating, comfort foods. And of course, you know, as we then move out of winter into spring and summer, you know, we have these places where we are coming out of hibernation. We're meant to be really productive and joyful. And you see these pictures of people just basking in the sun with a smile on their face. And maybe what's happening for you in your personal life or external factors in the world that may not be happening to you necessarily, but that are a weight on your heart. There are a lot of things this year and last year that I feel were pulling on my heartstrings, even though it wasn't happening to me personally in that moment. And so, Jamie, on my first question for you is, how can we protect ourselves? So from mother nature, uh, seasonal changes, and not just protect ourselves, but how do we thrive when maybe what the season is from a mother nature standpoint or um, a worldly standpoint is not necessarily what we're feeling physically in our body or mentally, um, you know, in our spirit and in our brain. Mm, what a beautiful question. Um, there's so much we can do, but it's really the first thing that we really need to do is start being in tune with our own body and our own vessel and taking that space and time every morning 
placing one hand on your heart and just taking some really big breaths and feeling where you're at in your day. How am I feeling? How's my heart feeling? And what do I need to do this morning to get me ready for my day? And depending where we're at and how our emotions are in our body, you're, when we start really building that relationship with our body and our mind, body, and spirit, and that connection really comes aligned for us, we might hear you need to dance and move your body and put your playlist on. You may hear I need to go and have just a shower this morning and just wash everything away, maybe some breath work, maybe just sitting in my bed and stretching and allowing that space and time and knowing that you are going through your own seasons. And I love how we, you know, we're opposite ends of scale. You guys are just heading into kind of fall and, and winter and we're coming into spring and summer. And everything external, when we see things, it's like, you know, you guys over there, it's time to hunker down and come in. And for me, it's kind of like starting to just kind of come out of that season. But it's like, how are we feeling individually? And we may feel, I may feel like I'm in winter right now, even though I'm in spring, and I might want to hunker down and be a bit more hibernated and a bit more looking after my energy. And also the energetic hygiene is how do you keep yourself centered in a space and time right now where there's lots of things in the world that feel heavy. There's lots of things in the world that feel really uncertain for people. And the way we can look after energetic hygiene is one, feed ourselves good nutrition. Like, what does that look like? How do you feed your body? How does your body thrive? Good, clean water. And if you're going to bed at night, this just popped into my head to share. If you're going to bed at night and your brain is in overdrive, do you have your phone on until you go to bed? Do you have your laptop on? Are you allowing everything else streaming in from the outside world into your space? So kind of inviting anyone that has that, that that isn't able to rest straight away, maybe give yourself an hour off your devices to allow your system to come into that space where it's soft have candles on at night so your system is actually relaxing and calming down our systems right now are this is really about hygiene energetic hygiene with our bodies our systems right now are probably overstimulated with the state of the world how our relationships are whether we're stressed whether we're managing our stress and are you spending time in nature so how is your body feeling and we're so amazing as humans at coping we put things in place to cope we bury things we don't deal with things we don't talk about things and then we can all blow up into a point where we're like whoa where did that come from it's really about how you feel on a daily basis and honoring your own feelings honoring your own moments and doesn't matter how that might look to somebody else It's actually honoring and not betraying your own needs. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, it really brings me, and you and I have had a lot of personal conversations around this, but uh, brings me to choice. We have ownership and we always have choice. And I think that's the beautiful piece about the awareness that you speak of is that when we are aware, and I know for me, not going through the motions or not getting overwhelmed by day-to-day circumstances. Um, the, The being in choice piece is so powerful because then it's not happening to me. It's not that I'm being put upon. I can choose to remain there or do something different. And there's something so empowering about that. Even if the choices that I have are not my favorite or not what I would choose in a in an ideal perfect world, something about having choice with 
less than stellar options is still mm-hmm. empowering. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you're choosing, you're choosing your experience. On mm-hmm. you. Or, or at least the response to the experience. Yeah. And I think that's really huge right now. And I, I'm loving you saying that I had a great conversation with a girlfriend a few days ago about choice and what we are choosing at this time. On the bigger picture, it's, you know, I don't, it's all a game anyway, which sounds really horrific. We're all here playing a game. We're all playing our parts. And if we can let go of all the attachment and actually go, how do I want to best experience this place on earth right now? How can I make that enriching for myself? Like, that's a great question to ask yourself every single day. How can I have an enriching experience today? How can I have a deeply connected experience today with the people around me? It's so funny because as you were saying that, I was nodding my head and agreeing. And (laughs) it sounds a bit woo-woo, which of course you and I and Sabina are all all very (laughs) okay with. Yes. We do this podcast, the more our listeners will get to understand that. But, (laughs) you know, to say, okay, in the morning, I'm going to set my intention. It's, you know, a ritual, it's a process, it's, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I wake up in the morning and before I reach for my phone or before I get up and start thinking about the day ahead, I set my intention and it has something to do with being in choice and really connecting with either the environment or my people you know, whatever it is, it reminds me. And I don't know where this came from. I just, as you were saying that it, and I remembered this quote. And so I looked it up because it was so great that I put it in my notes on my phone. And it's, I remember having to pause the television and re-listen to it so I could dictate it into my notes. So it's either from a movie or a television show. And if the actor or writer who wrote this is listening, like, please reach out to me and tell me and remind me where this came from because I would love to give credit. I have no idea. (laughs) Um, This person, whomever it was says, there is more than one way to lose your life. You can lose it all at once or one day at a time. And I just, when I heard it, I, like I said, I had to find the remote jump up, pause the television. And I listened to it several times and then finally took it down because I know for me, overachiever, people pleaser, loves to be of service. And a lot of times I put myself in a position where I artificially feel put upon and I've done it to my damn self. (laughs) (laughs) And so... You know, I just, I really, that, that quote really, and still to this, I, that's the first time I've read it in probably a month or two, but it still really resonates with me that we are always in choice, even in the times where we dig our heels in or I can speak from a place of I, when mm-hmm. I dig my heels in and I'm like, no, this, it, this shit is happening to me and it sucks mm-hmm. and I'm pissed off. I actually still have choice. And guess what? I'm an intelligent enough human to mm. figure out what those choices are and what the best course of action is. So I can pout or I can just pull up my big girl panties and figure it out, right? So I think it's just such a beautiful conversation to be in. And what I also would love to get your opinion on is that sometimes, and I haven't experienced this for myself, but I have friends and family who have, and I think everyone, if they haven't experienced it for themselves, has a friend or a family member who has has gone through it. 
there are times where it is so overwhelming and there might be, you know, medical, emotional, hormonal reasons that there always is a choice, but it might not be attainable, right? For like a medical, emotional, psychological reason. And in those times, you know, how as a friend or family member, or even as the person who is feeling that way, would you say energetically or otherwise be aware of the signs and also the ability to reach out either for help or to help? Mm. That's such a beautiful question. I am, um, if you're the person going through the hard time and there's a perception that you can't reach out, that if you reach out, you're, you're weak or you're not enough, know that you are, know that ah, all your friends and family want to support you. And that's the biggest thing is just having that conversation. I'm struggling today. And it can just be as simple as that. I'm struggling today or I'm feeling sad today. It doesn't have to be this big outpour. It can just be, I'm struggling today. Can you can you catch up for a coffee? Or can you pop around for dinner? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the time we don't voice it and then people don't show up because we haven't voiced that we're needing them. And this is a really big thing. And I think this is an undercurrent of, I want your help, but I don't want your help. And I don't know how to ask. And I think I'm going to be judged for not being okay, for not making the right choice. I had a friend recently who went through a really big bout of depression and she just messaged all her friends and she said, I've just hit depression. I can't get out of bed. I need help doing X, Y, Z. Excuse me. So she didn't want to talk to anyone. She didn't want anyone to say, she just said exactly what she wanted. She does. I don't want you to come tell me this is all going to be okay. She's like, I want some help with Aurora. I want some help with food. Come and take me out once a day. And I was like, Wow how can I support you? So I had Aurora for a few nights and I helped support her that way. And I think we are as a society, we're so scared of asking for what to meet our needs because we fear of judgment. And we also fear that what if they don't meet our needs, then we're not loved at all. Yeah. It reminds me and um, I won't go, I'll speak generally because I have a friend that I have not asked her to share this and She'll know who she who this is, as I explain. <laughs> she has a brilliant text system that she's created, and she has a very cute rhyming name for it. If you're a member of a very small group, you'll know what I'm talking about. But you can create a cheeky, fun name for this this club of of sorts, and it is non-judgment space. So essentially you text. So Jamie on, if you and I were doing this together, I would text you and say the name of the group. Just text that. No context, long-winded, detailed description. (laughs) Just text you the name of the group and you would immediately respond with whatever came to light about how brave I am, how essentially what a great human I am and how worthy I am of whatever, you know, comes to mind for you. So it's meant to be in those moments that we all have where self-doubt creeps in, you're going for an interview and you're nervous as hell and feel like you're not up to the challenge and they're just going to laugh you out of their office or you're having trouble in, you know, with your partner and in a bad place, whatever, like whatever it is, you're essentially feeling unworthy. You just text someone 
and those two words, no long-winded explanation, and you get back these beautiful words of affirmation from someone who knows and loves you and is like, whatever you're going through and whatever negative self-talk is in your head right now, it's bullshit, and I'm going to tell you who you really are. Oh my God, I love that. That's an amazing idea. Yeah. I was introduced to this um, really cool concept about, gosh, maybe a year ago already. I can't believe it's been that long. And it's, I can't tell you, like sometimes it'll be months of crickets and nobody texts anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'll text three times in one week. Like, oh, I need you to tell me I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's the thing. I need you just to tell me that I'm okay, that I've got this. Mm-hmm. And the other part, so flip side, because, you know, I like to be the devil's advocate. I yes. think there can be, you know, we talk about like mom guilt, like you're happy to go on a date and not have to change diapers or feed anybody or do bath time. And then you feel guilty because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm a horrible mother because I wanted to have a night away from my children. <laughs> yeah. I think there is, like you mentioned, outside of seasonal changes and things like that, that can cause um, just transition, even if it's not turmoil necessarily, but just you know transition from from season to season with Mother Nature, and then our own individual journeys. Um, what is happening globally to our collective can be so heavy and has been very heavy, and yet in the day to day, there is a beautiful, joyful moment or a string of beautiful, joyful days or weeks. And sometimes then that puts a cloud over our mental beings because is there guilt in that? If if I'm actually doing really well in my role and in my job and I have a great new position and people that I love to go to work with and I know the unemployment rate is through the roof and there's people who can't put food on their table. Um, I think a lot of times there can be almost like a seemingly negative connotation to feeling joyful or happy or successful. So do you have any thoughts on on that energetic protection and and thriving I do yeah I think it, I feel like if you have those moments it's it's such a hard one right now because we, we're feeling so much of the collective and the people that are really struggling and then there's where potentially we are and we're feeling joyful and sparkly and depending on what's going on our day I invite you to feel that joy and sparkle and actually spread it you know you're walking down the street and you see someone say good morning and smile that might be the only smile they're going to get today so Knowing how the energy on the planet is going right now, there, there is that really heavy stuff. And if you're if, if you're feeling that and moving through that, allow yourself to feel that and move through that and then come back into your joy. And what does bring you joy and do more of that. If you can do more of the things that bring you joy and bring, you, bring that sparkle within you, then that's actually going to help us move, collect as a collective, move through things faster. There's, there's two sides to this. There's one side of allowing ourselves to feel as humans, what we need to feel without judgment and allowing it to move through us. Um, and there's another part of us, if we're feeling it and actually wallowing in it, and then we're adding to the heaviness. Does that kind of make sense? We're not helping. There's that if we're feeling it and we're feeling the collective, the heaviness and what's going on, allow that to move through your system with no judgment. If you need a Dana Jamis, have a Dana Jamis. Then allow it to move through you and don't sit in it. 
if we're bringing that joy and presence to our day, we're actually helping and supporting the collective in moving through this more because you are you are the whole. So what you're doing to nurture yourself, what you're doing to look after your frequency, what you're doing to look after your health, what you're doing to look after your relationships, you're actually doing it for the whole on that really deep level. And actually bringing different ideas of what can drop in to then have your health at an optimum. Because when your health is at an optimum as well with COVID, it won't hit you as hard. So how can you look after your health, your, your nervous system, your immune system, your physical body, like what are you doing daily to nurture your vessel? And there's different aspect, different aspects to um, spiritual hygiene and, and actually looking after our, our body. Like there's the spiritual self, there's the physical self, there's the emotional self. And are you looking after all of your all of your bodies essentially? And how can you do that? And they're all going to want different things. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. And I love what you said about. It can start with one really simple thing that you essentially can check off a list that might, you have no idea what kind of impact that will make for somebody else. And if you are making strides and be living in choice, how is that going to actually fuel your mental health and in turn your physical health? Because you're in that work of at least making small, beautiful, positive changes every day that are not just for you, but also for those around you. So I think that's that's a beautiful way to take a, a very large, daunting, what could be a large, daunting problem mm. and turn it into small, actionable pieces that can be accomplished daily. Yeah. Being connected mm-hmm. and saying hello. You know, you don't know what they're going through. And I think when we're, when we're going through something, we kind of can lose sight of what other people are going through because we're in it, we're in the thick of it. Right. Although if we can smile at someone and just say good morning or hello or you just see that they connect, they're like, oh, there's a hum-, you know, you might be the only person they've spoken to today. You know, the more we can connect with each other and just have that smile or wave or how you're doing today and someone, someone might ignore you and that's okay because you don't know what's going on for them. You know, but it's like that choice of how do I want to show up in the world today? Yeah. And I, I love what you said about being in the thick of our own journey and sometimes losing sight of where other people might be coming from or what they're up against. I think that a little bit of that is the inspiration for the retreat that you're putting on next month. And maybe I'm I'm wrong about that, but will you tell us a little bit about what you have going? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a program running called Resonance that actually the launch date is the 12th of December. And Resonance is all about coming back to our own hearts, our own resonance. And when we're in our own resonance, everything else that can affect us dissipates because we're in our own state of wisdom, our own state of groundedness, our own state of grace. And we're in that place, everything for us flows because nothing can hit us. It's like we are strong in a storm. So it's 10 weeks essentially of live calls of I work deeply with the medicine of the earth, as you know, and we're moving through, we're working through medicine every week energetically. And what that means is anything that has been in the way, like um, all old programs and limiting beliefs and things that we have been living our life by that don't serve us anymore, we get to move those and we get to come back to that purest state of who we are at the center of our hearts. And we get to navigate well, the world in a different state. We get to navigate the world in a place of oh, just that heart resonance. 
and our heart is connected to the whole. Our heart is connected to, um, it's a portal to all things magic and medicine. I'm really excited because it means that I get to journey with these beautiful men and women over the journey of 10 weeks and we get to really contemplate where we are and contemplate deeply within ourselves about the things that have been holding us back, the things that have been we haven't maybe seen yet because what happens with these journeys is things come up from all sorts of things that we've we've pushed away and essentially those things are keeping us from actually living in our hearts so we can be very heady and function from that logical place. So resonance, she is so she's her own energy that she's coming through, but she's all about coming back to live from our heart. And that's connecting in daily. And what do I need to do today to live in my own service to myself? It feels really rich and like a really deep homecoming to ourselves. And um, I'm really excited. So that takes us into the new year. So I think it's like we end in February, which is great. So we transition over Christmas and New Year and we get to really hunkering and what do we want to create in 2022 as well and what's our soul want to create and seeing ourselves in a different way. And when we do this kind of work, it really, our relationships changes, our jobs may change. Like it's a whole kind of um, transformational journey within And then our outer world changes as well. So I'm really excited. That sounds amazing. I love, I love the resonance, not just the title, but as the feeling and the embodiment of the goal, it sounds like, because even when things are going well and work is good, uh, family, friends, you know, physical health are good. There's still day-to-day stressors, right? Maybe not overwhelming, but there are still things that can trigger and come up. And so I think, um, especially towards the tail end of the year and into the new year, for all of us, I think we can say that 2020 and 2021 have been <laughs> transitional <laughs> and elevated. I'll just use that word, elevated. That. So coming back to center and groundedness sounds um really divine and just exciting it feels really good and it's been she's been in the wings for a while and now it's like it's time to it's time to share her so I'm really excited and just living that life from our own our own resonance you know Jamie and that looks different for every single one of us I think that's the key with anything that we do right now it's our lives may look different to every single one of our friends because that's what is in true alignment with ourselves you know, and trusting what you're curious about, trusting where your own intuition is leading you because it may be something you haven't looked at yet or it may be something that's from your past and trusting yourself enough to take the action that is required for you to live the life that's most aligned and most joyful. Ah, so amazing. How do you personally protect your energy when you feel like it's getting low? Okay, so if I'm feeling like my energy is kind of, I'm quite a hibernated human. Um, I spend a lot of time on my own, but if I'm feeling like I've given a lot or there's a heavy energy, I I rest more. I take my space and time. I take myself to the beach. I put my feet in the earth. I'm in nature more. Um, And I really can, I mean, I connect with the elements anyway because that's my work, but if I'm Mm. feeling like it's all getting a bit too much, I go and have my feet in the earth. And 
when I do that, just by being present with her, my system softens, mm. my breath softens. So I almost breathe with Mother Earth. I breathe with her breath. And so often we don't take a breath. I mean, I know we like essentially we're breathing all the time, but how often do we actually take an intentional breath where we slow our body down and we allow that breath to move through our system? Like if you just did that for 30 seconds, you would feel your body soften because we're not on constant guard and we're taking that space and time to breathe. So even that, if you're finding, when I find myself, if I'm in a a situation that I'm feeling um, that's coming a bit stressful or I'm like, okay, and I come back to my breath and I center myself and then I can handle anything. Because if we're not centered, if we're not able to stay strong in our center, especially right now with everything in the world, we we feel like we're in chaos. We feel like we're swirling with the chaos and the energies. We're not grounded. If we're able to come back to our breath and feel our body, because generally when we're in stress, when we're in stress as well, we're not within our body. Our mind is up. We kind of leave our body energetically wise because it feels uncomfortable. So if we can breathe deeply and come back to our body in that moment, we're like, okay, I'm here. And then we're fully present. So for me, it's really important and drink lots of good, clean water. Mm. Clean water, good clean food, feet in the earth. And if I'm feeling particularly overwhelmed when I'm around people, especially with my work sometimes, like if I've got a retreat and I'm around people for two days, mm-hmm. my self-care after that is alone time. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm of service to you now. Now I need space. So then I go and sit on the beach. I go and have that space and time. I don't apologize for it. And I think it's really important to know what works for you. You know, so that what's works for me, but someone else might just want to go and have a cup, cup, of, cup of tea with the girlfriend and have that download and then she feels better or he feels better. But it's starting to know your own patterns and your mm-hmm. own, um, I guess, soothing, soothers, like self-soothers. Yeah. Come back to yourself when the world is in a bit of chaos right now and it's okay to not be okay, but it's also okay to mm-hmm. have systems for you to help you move through this with more ease. For those of you who don't know, um, Jamie Ann has been my coach for a year, over a year. Has it been that long? Over a year now. Yeah, Yeah, over a year. And we've been working together and I've just found so much intuition and really great grounding practices from the work that we do together. I've often wondered, and I we briefly talked about this, but I think it might be worth sharing again. Where did you learn to tap into the intuition? Like where did where did this come from? Like you are a medicine woman. You talk to the plants, you talk to all of the things that are important on this earth and harness them. But where did that actually come from? Ah, oh, beautiful question. Um <laughs> a, I love and question. like big question, right? <laughs> Yeah, a really big question and a beautiful, important question. Um, so I guess for me, it's been my journey of unraveling myself and through quite a lot as a child. So I was abused as a child and going on search of healing myself through plant medicine, through being in the jungle, through going deep dive with the plants and the medicines and my teachers that 
as I've peeled away the layers that ha- that I put in um, in front of me in the world to keep me safe, as those peeled away and come undone, I remembered that I'm an intuitive being, as we all are. But we have these we have these things in the way of us remembering who we truly are. So my journey to being to this point now, as as a medicine woman I am, was going to sit deep with the medicines in the jungle and connecting with them and healing on such a deep level that now I hear myself more deeply and I trust myself. So it's been such a big journey, you know. It's like been probably seven years now of healing and jungle work and teachers and medicine work and Mm. and willing to dive in and meet my edges and always willing to face myself when perhaps um, what I see is not what I want to see, if that makes sense. Like we have these ideas of ourselves that we we think we are and, and when we're willing to dive in deep to ourselves, we have we I've owned parts of myself that I'm like, oh geez, that hurts a bit. Geez, I do that. I did that. And then loving that part of myself. And then the more we love ourselves and actually own and acknowledge ourselves. And it's just been this deep coming home to my own self, my own soul, my own intuition. And within that, within the woo-woo here as well, all the other lifetimes I've been here before. Mm. And I was chatting to my girlfriend about this the other day, and I was like, how many times have I been here? And she's like, I'm in. And I was like, yes, I I feel like I've been here many times. And she says within that, like, all the other lifetimes when I've come here this time, my wisdom is still here. Yeah. So it's kind of like owning all those other lifetimes and now that's fully being able to own myself and being fully embodied in the medicine woman that I am, that I be, and the medicine that I bring is different to anybody else. As mm. anybody. So it's been a really deep, big journey of facing myself and unraveling all that isn't true. And all the things that I put in the way of me to keep me safe. And I used to be that real positive person, which I still am. But no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. And not looking at any of my stuff. And just having this, you know, big smile in the outside world, but actually not being happy and not knowing what was wrong. So being able to really own my trauma and my pain and not bury it has been an absolute game changer. Yeah, And what I can share is that I've known you only as someone who has always owned what you've got going on, right? (laughs) Um, I think when you talked about, oh, my edges, I'm like, oh, no, we talk all that stuff all the time. Um, And it's so great. Sabina, who is not able to talk right now, is saying, can we talk more about the ancestral wisdom? And I think- I'm actually hearing it now. If you can hear me. We can hear you. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Woo! (laughs) Um, Jamie, Anne, and I have talked about this a lot, but I think if you have a specific question, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm just so interested into this ancestral wisdom. This has been something that I've been exploring as well because there, I think I came to this part of wanting to know more when I actually was pregnant and I had not complication, but the doctors put a lot of worries in my head. And I really leaned into trusting myself and trusting my feelings. And I actually went to a healer as well, who was telling me she was able to connect with my baby already. And this might be also the woo-woo for some that listen, but 
I'm a deep <laughs> believer in that. And I really tuned in and it felt so real to me. And it, it, it was the truth. And it is the truth for me. So basically all the diagnosis I got, my mom has gotten those diagnoses with me. And I wondered if her mother had gotten the diagnosis with her. So if that was just some situations that repeated themselves and they had to be repeated to to lean into the fears, the worries, all the, the feelings that my mom used to have in order to understand her better and in order to not make the same mistakes as she may have done or to not give those feelings further to my child now. So I just wanted to know more about that. So maybe, Jamie Ann, you can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely, honey. So definitely right now as well, just um, we are coming in to heal our generational lines. So what you're sharing and the, the, to do with your pregnancy and your birth, that goes back to your mum and your mum's mum. When you came in, it's like taking over that contract of when you heal this, then it actually breaks a cycle for seven generations forward and seven generations back when we heal. So knowing that you experienced the same thing, but did you trust your body more than your mom trusted hers in that experience? Can you share? Yeah, I did. I really had, I think I, and this has been something that Jamie and I have been talking on, uh, well, like working on as well. And gosh, probably for the past decade almost almost to be really really aware of what's going on and really feeling into my body and not disregarding the signs and symptoms that I get yeah so you're able to listen to your body more so you your mom I feel like as well from your mom's lineage we've come in at a time where we are stepping forward for healing so our generations before us they did exactly what they were supposed to do for us to be here in this moment and us to be who we are. Yeah. So as you are healing the generational lines, it's also having a deeper compassion and understanding for your mum and the way your mum has been, but also knowing that now you don't have to take on any of the things that um, are old stories, old programs that do not serve you and the mum that you want to be and the woman that you want to be in this world. Right. And it's it's not even about forgiveness, right? It's just about acceptance for me, too. That's how mm. things were back then. And she did everything she can or could to, to bring me into this world safely. And she did that. But I don't have to have those fears, right? Those are not my fears. Those are fears that were just given to me. And I don't have to project them back. No, and you don't, and now you get to heal that. But also, just a kind of side note, when they were given to us, you also took them on to feel close to your mum, you know? So it's like the, you took them because then that means you have an association with your mum and an undercurrent, okay? So it's like, I'm like my mum, therefore we're connected. Yeah, and that makes sense because it is so hard to let go of those feelings, right? Yeah. Because you feel like you're breaking away a little bit from that. Yeah, because yeah, and the thing is, my love, you're really not. You're not breaking away from your mum. You actually have a deeper relationship with your mum because you're not bound by the, I want to say, the unhealthy aspect mm -hmm. of what you created. So then you get to create a new relationship with your mum that is, that is healthy. But then yeah. the ego is like, how do I approach this, right? That's where the people talk about the ego death comes in because part of that relationship between you and your mum has been part of that tie 
So when that drops away, it's like the ego's like, well, I don't know who you are anymore. And you have to, for a while there, it's who are you and who am I? And you, you form a new relationship. So it's really having that deep compassion. And any of you beautiful listeners out there, if you can relate to this, that you have these connections to your parents that you see now and it's like, oh, wow, that's so I still felt loved by my mom or my dad. Because when we have an aspect of them, right, they're going to love us. If we shine too brightly, this has gone a bit of a tangent. If we shine too brightly, they might not love us because we don't fit into their idea of pain and suffering. Thank you for sharing this. This is definitely giving me so much more insight as well. My pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Any other questions? What do you do to protect your energy as you move into, and not just protect, I should I should not preface it that way, but I think what do you do to welcome the new change from different seasons? I think that you have so much to share with us about that. So I, I think it's really important to look at when we're moving into seasons and we're transitioning, it's like how asking ourselves this question how do I thrive as I move into this season? And because you're going to find a whole new rhythm, right? So I'm just coming out of a really wet, wild winter here. And even today it's wet and wild. But as soon as that sun's out and I was like, I don't want winter to leave yet. I want to stay stay cozy and the fire on. And then as soon as that sun comes out, I was like, oh, that's what it feels like to have the sun yeah. and the wind on my face. And oh, summer, quick, come, right? So it's like when we're in something – we can't see past that if you know what I mean like if we're in winter we can't remember what it's like to be in summer but we want summer to come so being able to really sit and go what do I need as I transition so for me right now and it'll be different to each of you's views that's terrible English each of you you perfect perfect um so as I'm transitioning, I'm like, okay, I want to be in our bed at sunrise before sunrise so I can go to the beach when it's warm. How do I nurture my being? Okay, I need to actually spend when the sun comes out just to go and sit in the sun. So for me, as I transition, it actually means slowing down a bit more to really embrace the warm weather so my skin can feel the warmth so I can have my feet in the earth. So for me, as I move into spring, it's like really taking – that beautiful notice of nature. Like I'm currently looking at my window and I can see the tree blossoming, you know, and there's life coming around and it's like, okay, how do I embrace spring now? What does that look like for me? And like I just shared, it means going to the beach. It means being sat in the sun. It means breathing deeper, being up earlier. Whereas if you guys are coming into winter, it might be different to you. So when I was in winter, I would stay in bed more in the mornings because my system was slow. So I would be slow in the mornings, whereas now I'm like, ah, oh, I can feel that energy shifting through me because spring's here. I'm like, ah, oh, it's that kind of bit more go energy, whereas winter, I want to slow down. So it's really feeling into your body and knowing what does that look like for you as you come into as you guys come into autumn. What is your body needing daily now? Does it need more hot drinks? Does it mean need more hot food? Does it mean having saunas? or jacuzzis where your body is still being able to be warm to feel expansive. Because just as I'm sharing that, as well, my body almost contracts a bit because I'm cold. Our body contracts. We're not opening up to receiving more sometimes. So our body is kind of like, oh, I'm cold, so we, we can kind of close down a bit. So 
if if you notice that around your being, if you notice when you're cold or winter's here, like you want to close down and contract, you can do that. But you can also ask your body, what do I need to feel more expansive? And it may say, have the fire on. And you breathe into that space that the warmth gives you, even in winter. I completely hear what you're saying because I remember last season and we're preparing ourselves right now for the winter that's coming already. Mm, yes. <laughs> no said winter is coming. It's it's a really hard winter in Berlin. It is yeah. so gray. It is so wet. Last year we got really lucky. We had tons of snow, which is really unusual for a big city like this. So when you were talking about it right now, I remember that I would make time every morning around seven or eight o'clock to get up, even when it was dark, but be out when the sun was just going up to walk the dog and just sit by the lake in the snow and like walk over the frozen mm. pond to just really absorb those sun rays and just get my energy from it. And with that, I felt really good. As for the winter before that, it was just really gray, no sunshine, no snow. I found myself in a deep hole, like just that winter depression and trying to get fake sun into my house, mm. just get up this vitamin D. So I think We have to get now onto like a vitamin D supplement one, but also just really figure out ways how how we feel comfortable with the season and really lean into the feeling, what do I need? I need to be warm. Okay, what does that mean? Maybe just more movie nights and snuggling up? Or does it also mean I have to maybe exercise more to really get that the, the, the inflammation out and just move around so my body is sweating and having this energy? Do I need to find a sauna where I go once or twice a week to really warm up and, and start sweating? Yeah, And I definitely grave different foods around that season too. Something that's more hearty, something that's like under the earth, right? Some root vegetables. And I tend to eat more carbs too. It's just um, trying to eat the healthy carbs, but it is in nature right to go for that yeah because you're inside more and it's that comfort food being warm from the inside right? right so it's like you know what you're saying really picking up on as we go into winter if you guys go into winter if you're 10 if you can be in a depressive state or you do get the sad it's really important that you nurture your being move your body You, you mentioned it really important sweat get that body moving if you even if it's yoga or walking drinking beautiful hot teas beautiful medicine of the herbs like different teas that you can make that actually help support your nervous system as you travel through winter can you share some of the herbs that you would recommend for the winter season oh i work with the energy of medicine so i'd have to tap into eat you personally to mm -hmm. share what you would need got it so okay, um, next time <laughs> Yeah, I'm not I'm not a herbalist, but I work with the energy of the medicine. So what I do is I just tune in and then I might get, say, Rose wants to work with you through this week or milk thistle or whatever comes through. And then I do a recording for you and I send that to you. So I don't I don't prescribe like physical medicine. Mm -hmm. It's the frequency and energy of the medicine, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which I can attest to has been so amazing. Um, I've like Jamie Ann has been my coach over the last year. And I think the medicine and the wisdom that she shared has been so impactful. There's nothing to describe it unless you experience it. It's a hard one, isn't it? It really, yeah. 
Yeah, just experience it and then you, your body feels it. Your body feels the medicine. That's the importance of the work, well, the work that I do, but really tapping into nature. Like there is so much wisdom and energy and healing in nature, in her plants, in the elements that knows exactly what we need when we don't know what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's taking the, herb, the herbs aside. It's like really listening to your body. What do I need to get me through winter to make me, not to make me, so I feel alive, so I'm thriving and not judging what comes up for you on a day-to-day basis. So one day, you know, you might say, okay, today I just feel like I want to stay at home and read a book and have a hot bath. And the next day you might want to go out and meet your girlfriends for maybe a glass of wine or a coffee or a tea, like taking away all the judgments and just letting your soul guide you to what is nurturing your being in that moment, in that day, in that second, because that's how we come back to ourselves. That's how we come back to our own intuition and not judging ourselves on anybody else and what they're doing, which is easy to do with social media, right? And I think that's another thing with mental health, social media. We see all these other people online and think they've got the perfect life, perhaps. What do you need in these moments? What do I need? That's <sighs> that's definitely a big topic that Jamie and I have been exploring as well, how the social media impacts our way, how we think and how we, we see ourselves and how we live our life. Mm. How many followers? do we have and does that actually value our worth it's huge it's a huge topic and how many likes do i have for that post like especially in business if you see someone else and they're like out there and they're doing the things and you're being you're like in winter season personally and they're in their summer personal season it can easy to go well, why am i doing that because you're not there that is so important because we can judge ourselves on everybody else but they're not you and you are not them yeah so important and what do you need what is what is your creation need what is your business need what do you need Mm -hmm. foremost and utmost if you're not looking after yourself if you're and I've been um listening to really some really good podcasts recently because I'm always I'm always open to learning new things and being open to being you know what is your house like what is your clothes what are your clothes like what is your car like are you looking after your system if we're not looking after everything around us plus us how can we be a service amazing there was silence there I was like can you hear me yeah (laughs) no it is it's a thought starter really it's you know where are you not taking care of yourself where are you having leaking energy where are you not being integral with yourself and I think it's really important if we want to be a service to this world and that's part of our in our DNA and what we're here to support humanity it's like that old saying of cleaning up your own backyard Mm. yeah I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in my closet right now and recording this, so I, my brain is going wild. <laughs> I love that. It's great. <laughs> but it's important, right? It is important. Yeah. How are we thriving in everyday life as well and looking after our own needs? And that's not selfish. I think we've mm-hmm. been, been deemed selfish in the world if we look after our needs, if we take time for ourselves, if we... Mm-hmm nurture ourselves, and it's like well who are you to be have time to do that who am I not to like we came here to be have this beautiful human experience we came here to nurture ourselves but we've got it a little bit back to front because yeah. the way culture has been the way the world has taught us that we need to be everything is unraveling right now and I think that's where people can be struggling because it's like who am I in this world where I don't know where I fit where do you think If this resonates, where do you start? Okay. So where you would start is 
every morning, just take for five minutes. This is just, this is just a really simple and easy step. Just five minutes in the morning before maybe you get out of bed. Don't turn on your phone. Place one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly and breathe deeply where your belly is soft. You can feel your belly rise and fall. You can feel the breath move through your body and just sit and focus on your breathing and feel how your body feels for five minutes just five minutes, your mind will wander, bring her back or him back to being centered and present. And just allow yourself to be present in that moment. And at the end of that five minutes, ask yourself, what do I need to know today? What's best going to serve me today in this moment? And allowing that space to come after you've just sat with yourself and allowed your nervous system to soften before you let the world in, before you turn your phone in. It's so easy to to even pick up the phone before you've even got out of bed in the morning and you don't even know how you're feeling. Like, how am I feeling today? That's a really big one right now. Like, I've been moving through a lot. My dad passed a year ago. The anniversary was a few weeks ago, but it brought up, my mum's been gone a very long time and I'm really tender. Like, my heart is tender. So I'm just allowing her to I take more space at the moment. I, I'm softer with myself. But just hearing how am, I, how am I feeling today? How is my heart feeling? And just allowing whatever arises, arises. And then just love that space. That's a really easy way to start. It's five minutes of your day. Yeah, and I just and, started doing this while you were talking. And it already felt like so much calmer. And I felt the shift going on. So I'm also, I have a little bit of practice in that. But... It, it might may take a lot longer for some people, right? If they just get yeah. started, but it is a beginning. And if you create that habit over time, you will see such a big return on that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing, like it's a practice that can start supporting. And if your mind wanders, just try to start two minutes for three days. Gradually, you know, gradually implement it over a longer period of time. Like it gets to be simple. We don't have to make it complicated. And I think that's really important. I agree. Hmm. Is there anything else on mental health before we move forward? I would just, um, just when you shared that, Jamie, what popped Mm -hmm. into my head straight away is nutrition. Mm. What are you eating? What are you feeding yourself? Which is really important because if we're feeding ourselves sugar and carbs, and having those crashes, if we're eating a lot of meat, <clears throat> I'm not an expert, by the way, in any nutritional, this is just my own personal experience. What does my body need to be healthy and full? And if we're struggling, we tend to go for emotion, we tend to emotionally eat, we tend to and also alcohol, and we just can grab at food to numb ourselves and the same with alcohol and drugs. So If you're finding yourself grabbing at foods and not knowing why, just pause for a second and say, what do I actually need in this moment? So I think nutrition is a really important one and one that's overlooked because we have to eat. Yeah, I agree with you and I couldn't say it better. And I think so many more people need to know that too, that we fall into depression during the winter time or during seasons or days that are shorter because... We tend to eat the sugars, the carbs. It's the season where it's like everywhere in the grocery stores. There's occasions happening um, and parties mm-hmm. where you just drink and all the foods are presented to you. So it is super important to be kind to yourself. Maybe those foods once in a while, but you need to understand what it will do to you. And you need to understand to make the day after an adjustment 
and therefore then fuel your body with the right things to not fall into that hole. Once you're in that circle, it is a really, or cycle, you, it's a really hard thing to get out of. But acknowledging that and making the first effort is super important. And also giving yourself enough sleep during that time. Because with the sleep, you will also make wiser decisions of what to eat because your body is not tired and does not tend to want to have the sugars or the carbs. And not saying that carbs are bad, right? But you have to choose the right ones. We need those carbs to make those healthy hormones because our vitamin D is most of the times deprived, who is a catalyst for the healthy hormones. And so eating carbs like sweet potatoes or just beans, like some really good vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, all those things, or like also like the winter shard or rainbow shard or kale is super important. Those are good sources of vitamins and they're just so good sources of healthy carbs as well. Mm, absolutely, honey. So before we sign off, Jamie-Ann, I realized that because of this untraditional introduction, I didn't actually <laughs> talk about you or like who you are, what you mean to me and all of these things. You've been this immense teacher and also such a great friend and someone I can call upon when I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And <laughs> I can call you and tell you all the things that are happening. You're like, let's talk about it and also make sense of it. So I really appreciate your wisdom. And I know that saying that you're from Australia and you're a medicine woman is so cool and different and very specific. But also, I think I really would love for you to explain to anyone who might be listening what you would share about yourself. Oh, first of all, thank you, my love. Like I, like I honor you and I, I love you deeply and I feel very blessed to walk this journey with you and seeing you come into your own over the last year. And I think it's even a year and a half now. I don't even know. It's gone so quick. Um, brings my heart so full of joy, my love. So thank you for that beautiful introduction. I feel very honored. It's been such a journey, I have to say, coming to this point in my life where I get to sit in ceremony regularly. I get to serve my beautiful clients who I love and do it from a real deep space in my heart. And my journey to this point has really been, like I shared, I think mid-podcast was about my unraveling of myself, my unraveling of my identity of being this certain person and really coming back to that raw self of who I am without the traumas, without the walls, without everything I had created around me to keep me safe and being through certain experiences. So I shared about the abuse, but also my ex-fiance had a heart attack and brain injury. And that was a very challenging opportunity should we say to grow so all these experiences in my life has given me such a mm, a deeper level of compassion for this path that I walk and people that I surrounded myself by and being constantly in communication and in apprenticeship with the medicine with the earth with my teachers and knowing that journey never stops for me and the deeper that I go and the deeper that I connect to the land the deeper I can hold my clients, the deeper I could hold the space where they need to go because I've been there myself. And I mm. think as a coach, mentor, healer, you know, whoever you are, that if you haven't been to those places, 
this is just my perception, by the way. You're unable to hold your clients there. If you're unwilling to meet yourself, your clients won't go there because you you don't hold that space for that safety for them to drop into that space. So my work has me facing myself over and over again because I want to be a service. And that to me is the most important thing of why I'm here. You know, everything else, yes, to have community and relationships and all those things, but to be deep in service to the plants and Pachimama. And I feel like I didn't choose this path. This path chose me. Like I feel like I don't have, it sounds really bad, not bad, quite random. I feel like I didn't have a choice with the medicine, with the plants, with what I'm creating because Pachamama was like, we're in this together. You chose to come here with me. So, you know, anything that's in the way of that, I have to face off. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do this right now. Um, and I don't have a choice. I mean, I have a choice, but I don't have a choice. It's like yes or yes. And with me sharing that I've been tender, like I've been so tender, because I'm now open to being tender. Yeah. Like up until probably four or five years ago, I still had all my walls up. I was, I was, I had to, I had this hard exterior because I didn't trust anybody, I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust anybody else, so I, I was hard, whereas over the years now and doing the work, I'm softer. So now I feel so deeply, but I don't just feel the sadness, I feel the joy. And I think that's the important thing. When we feel more, when we open up more and we soften more into ourselves, and that's where I think we realize we're empathetic because when we feel so much and we allow us and we don't hide from our own sadness and our suffering or our anger or our trauma or whatever that might be for us, we can feel the joy and the bliss. But if we're repressing all our things, then we don't feel anything. We're kind of in this monotone life where we don't experience everything. We're like, oh, yeah, life's fine. Like life is better than fine. Life is juicy and delicious. And I feel blessed to be on this planet. I feel blessed to feel all these emotions that I feel. I feel blessed to have had the experiences that I've had because that's made me everything I am. Mm-hmm. So. That, yeah, I feel I feel blessed to be on this path and this evolution. And like I say, being a medicine woman and being the woman I am, the path I've chosen, I can't hide from anything. I wish I could sometimes, but I can't. <laughs> I think that's with a lot of healers, right? Because they're oh, just yeah. so hyper aware of everything. And yeah. I think it can lead to just a sensory overload as well. It can, and I think that's where you have to bring the laughter in. Like yeah. Knowing that, like I said, the last month has been quite quite a ride for me, shall we say? Um, but I've just laughed through it because it means that I'm I just see it for what it is. I don't get caught up in the stories. I don't kind of go, poor me, this is too hard. I'm just like, oh, so this is this today. Oh my god. How do people work with you? Um, where can they find you? Like all of those things. I think we need to touch on that for sure. So people can find me at I am Jamie Ann on Instagram. Also, that's Facebook. So my handles are for both. My website is currently being redone. How people can work with me, I generally do three, six, or 12 months mentorship. And what that means is we go deep into what they are needing and everybody's individual. So they have their own individual medicines and what they're moving through. I also have group programs. I have one launching. It will be the middle of November called Resonance. 
and that's a 10-week program. And that's mainly the ways you can work with me. If you're local to me, if you are in Margaret River or Western Australia, you can come and sit in ceremony with me, which I do mama cacao. I also create space for energetic ayahuasca ceremonies, which may seem very different. So the medicine that works through me, it comes through frequency and energy. So we don't have to take the medicine, like physically, for the medicine to work. That's how Mm. I've been moving through the medicines the last couple of years, and it's taken me a long time to own that because it's very different and unique, whereas now that's just how I work. It's just how it is. So those are the ways people can work with me. Jamie, I think we need to make a trip to, to Australia. Yes, I know, we've already talked about it, but COVID has not our friend. Margaret River is definitely on my list. And Sabina, you are so welcome to join. (laughs) Oh my God, yes. Come sit in ceremony. Come be on the land. Mm. It's beautiful land here as well. And Jamie, you've been talking eventually traveling. So where might you go? Oof. Uh, Mexico is on my my radar. Mm -hmm. And maybe Europe. Come and see you in Hawaii, potentially. Traveling is definitely, um, I'm quite a travel bug. My soul loves to move and she wants to move. So I'm just kind of open at the moment to where I need to go or Mm. where she's calling me. But yeah, Mexico seems to be quite a, or um, Costa Rica, like some warm weather, you know, where you can travel with more ease. Okay. Well, ladies. I love you both. I think this was really amazing. Is there anything else while we're recording that we want to say? Hmm. Just maybe share another little bit of a tool for people to start, like you can add this in or a tool to start knowing themselves, grounding themselves into their bodies. Moving your body is really underestimated, especially in times like right now that we're moving through. If we're stagnant, if we're feeling depressed, if we're feeling down, we tend to not want to move our body. We tend to feel heavy and lethargic. Go to my Spotify account, which Jamie's going to share with you, and just intuitively, and by intuitively, I mean look down the list and feel where your energy or your eyes land. And then put that playlist on and just move your body. Ask her or him how she wants to move. Place one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly and just allow your body to move how your body wants to move without judging, without thinking it needs to be X, Y, and Z, and just allowing any energy that you've been holding on to to be released and moved with and moved with ease and grace. That alone can support you every single day and be really simple. That's it, I think, my love. I will tune into your Spotify playlist as well, and I might even get a move in before I go into work where I'm just sitting stagnant. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Move your, yeah. Movement's really important right now. However, yeah. that looks and feels, it could be yoga, like dance, running, just to help move this energy because essentially we are all connected to everything else in the, in, in the collective, yeah. right? So when we move that energy through us, we're moving it through everybody and for everybody. With that, we will end our episode number three. Thank you so much, Jamie Ann, for being part of our adventure today and sharing your wisdom with us. I hope you all enjoyed the conversation we had. And until then, don't fuck it up.